So according to BetMGM, on their Twitter account, five minutes ago just telling us, Russell Wilson, Trista, the most bet player to win comeback player of the year, 26.5% of the tickets. Well, that's just a very much obviously a losing bet. Yeah, that's a waste of your money. That's, I mean, it's just about as much of a loser as you can maybe find, given the fact that there's only one player who will ever win it this year, and that's Damar Hamlin. He will step on the field and play one play, and that's all he's got to do. That's it. It's just that simple. So when you're doing that, you're looking at the price, and you're saying, well, what if Russell Wilson has 4,500 yards passing? And no, no, this is different than anything else we've had before. What is Russell that, Wilson going to come back from? Mediocrity? I, yes, a bad head coach, actually. Yeah, Nathaniel Hackett? Thing. Yeah, he's, he got hacked. Come on. He got hacked, that's all. That's the issue. He got fished. He got the Nigerian <laughs> print scam. I think they're going to be a lot better, though. Yeah, I will. really do. They got a lot of talent on that they team. They do. And look, Russell Wilson may not be the Russell Wilson that we saw four or five years ago, where people were saying, "Why doesn't he get any MVP votes? Why well, he should be getting some MVP votes?" But he's going to look like a quarterback that's actually capable of, I don't know, scoring in the red zone, running a functioning offense, because he's got a real legit head coach there now. So now it's not an offense that I would look at and say, like, they're going to be massively dynamic compared to some of the others in the NFL. I'm not ready to go that far, but I am ready to say Russell Wilson ain't dead yet. Right. Yeah, I I agree. I think this defense is going to be really good, too. The defense definitely helps. There's no question. All right. So I got three teams, three offenses that we should all love heading into this year. That can put up massive, massive numbers. That can be exciting. That have the weapons that you need. That have uh, offensive lines and obviously quarterback play. And the number one, if I was to make a list, Trista, which conveniently I did. I have three. You have to put the Cincinnati Bengals, even over the Kansas City Chiefs, on the top of this list. Now, I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes over Joe Burrow. As much as I love Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. But... The amount of talent that the Bengals have on that offense with not just Jamar Chase, but you're also adding T. Higgins, who really is probably the best number two wide receiver in the NFL, would be a number one on a lot of teams. And then nobody ever talks about Tyler Boyd, who had over 700 yards receiving, had five touchdowns last year. And that's their number three. If you look at it from a talent perspective, the Bengals have a more talented offense than what the Bengals have. But you're better at quarterback in Kansas City. And then at tight end, yes, of course, I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey over anything the Bengals are going to offer us. Yeah, But it's sure. the three receivers that are a big, big deal to me. I absolutely love what this Bengals team can be. And they know, too, this may not stay together. So there's going to be motivation with even somebody like T. Higgins. Hey, man, I could be somewhere else next year. I got to have a monster year. And he's going to get those opportunities. Joe Burrow is going to take that next step again. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to be an absolutely dynamic offense this year, even more than they were last season. Yeah, and you talk about what happened to the Bengals last year. Looked like they were going to beat the Bills. They were just slicing through that Bills defense like hot hot knife through butter. And then all of a sudden, you know, the DeMar Hamlin catastrophe Mm -hmm. happened. And what we ended up getting was kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater and not allowing the Cincinnati Bengals to have a chance to win, right? Like, they were not able to be uh, the American League, like, winner, right? Mm -hmm. You ended up giving it to Kansas City instead when Kansas City would have ended up being usurped. So, like, that probably doesn't happen this year, I would say. 
Well, we certainly hope nothing like what happened to Demar Hamlin does. But yeah, that, that was it was an ending to the season that really kind of threw the standings and threw a lot of that yeah. stuff out of whack. Uh, but this look, the Bengals are the Bengals are as good as any team offensively this coming season. And in a league full of that, that's that's exactly what you have to have. But look, the Chiefs just, are right up I there just, too. I just com- did you see? I just com- combined. I'm just going to let it roll. But I just uh-huh. combined MLB and NFL in one. You said um, I, I think I said American League instead of AFC. I was going to let you go. I was like, I was going to let you go. I was like, that's not that's not <laughs> right at all. We anyway, have done a lot of baseball tonight. We so have more your than mind is on baseball. Yeah, my mind has been on baseball. Well, and a, anytime you summertime. have a, anytime you have an acronym, you know this how it is, is true. And sometimes just the letters get thrown around after three what hours, right? I'm like this is not right. <laughs> just hold on a second. That's just it's just strange. I mean, look, the Chiefs are still the Chiefs. Like, hey, how can you know? I love the Chiefs' offense again next year. That's number two on my list of offenses that I love. And it's not like I'm going out on a limb. They were number one in points per game, number one in passing yards. You got Travis Kelsey. You got Patrick Mahomes. That is a duo that's as dangerous as any duo in the NFL. But. You still have a level of, I wouldn't say question marks, but you do still say, okay, you go farther down a little bit. I, I just look at what the Bengals have, and I see more depth at receiver, more depth when it comes to the amount of weapons that are high-end that they have. Now, does Mahomes make everybody around him better? Well, he proved that. We, they didn't need Tyreek Hill, and they could be an absolute monster offense. What I do want to see is Isaiah Pacheco in year two. What does he look like? We watch a seventh-round pick really burst onto the scene with this team right off the bat, have his ups and downs, ebbs and flows, depends on how he's used, but this guy could be a dual threat out of the backfield. And then Sky Moore, who didn't score a single touchdown until the Super Bowl. And then you're going, oh, wait, this is what we expected from him. I loved him as a long shot for Rookie of the Year because I expected more opportunities than he really got. But now heading into year two, does that now give them that level of they don't have their Tyree kill? And Kansas City has shown us they don't need it. Like They don't have a receiver that's on the level of a Jamar Chase. No. But they are able to spread that out better than any other team. And Mahomes does what the best quarterbacks in the history of this game has done. And they make everybody around them better. So you can't just rule out the Chiefs as an insanely dynamic offense that you're not excited about. But I still put the the Bengals above them just given the, the depth of talent that they have there on that wide receiver core specifically. Yeah, I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes. He's going to be able to do whatever he wants to whoever he wants. Doesn't matter who he's throwing to. You know, it's like MVS, who cares? Juju, but- who cares? Like, if you were to throw Mahomes on the Bengals and Joe Burrow on the Chiefs, I mean, the Chiefs' just... offense wouldn't be. I don't. The Chiefs' offense wouldn't be as good. It's tailored so much to what Patrick Mahomes does totally. that it just it puts them in a position where it just it. This is what great coaching is, though, right? You don't sit there and try to make a player fit your system. You make a system that fits the player. Totally. That's what makes Andy Reid great. One of the best. He's a quarterback whisperer. Yeah. But I got a surprise for number three offense. I'm excited about Trista. San Francisco 49ers. Have to. Led by Brock Purdy. Don't you laugh, Scott Lynn. Don't you? You knew, you knew this was coming. How could, what, what, are you, what are you squinting your nose for? Just are you can't. disrespecting Purdy? I mean, you know what? I'm glad, and we may in fact get to it because I know there's three you love, three you hate, and three wild cards. I'm just glad Sam Howell and the Burgundy and Gold didn't make it into the top three of offenses we it, love. That was that was not that was not going to happen. I'm not no, quite. No, I'm not ready to go there. 100. It was not going to. happen. There is a Ryan Horvath that usually is on this set uh, that loves Sam Howell. Back so tomorrow night. That it, guy. He is he is much more excited about Sam Howell than I am. But I've watched this movie with quarterbacks in Washington a million times, so I'm not going to sit here and get overly excited and say this guy's the future. When at one point we thought John Beck and Rex Grossman, and I'll go down the list of quarterbacks that were supposed to be part of the future for that team, but I won't. But here's the thing. Brock Purdy is going to be the starter of this team. Brock Purdy is going to win it. 
Brock Purdy showed that he can be a great quarterback in the NFL. I get that it was only seven games before we don't count the last one. He was 7-0 and as a starter before his arm decided it couldn't work anymore. So we're not going to really throw that loss against him. Also, wins and losses for quarterbacks, kind of a lazy stat. Whole other conversation. But the versatile weapons that the San Francisco 49ers have has shown that Kyle Shanahan, as brilliant, and we talk about how great Andy Reid is as, as an offensive mind, Kyle Shanahan's right there. Kyle Shanahan is as creative and is smart and understands how to absolutely tailor plays, not just the entire offense, but individual plays to great players and their unique talents. Brandon Ayuk was already their leading receiver. Apparently, he's looked great in all the offseason workouts, like ne- take that next level type of great. You know, when you kind of see that from guys, when like there's these moments and then they have that offseason and then it's like 1,500 yards receiving and 10 touchdowns. I'm not saying he's going to do that. That's not how this offense works. But was already leading receiver for them. Then you're throwing in Debo Samuel and what he can do. When Remember for a while we thought he was going to go to the Jets? Yeah. And thought Debo was going to get traded, didn't want to be a running back anymore. Hey, did anything change? No. Nope. Nothing really changed. Nope. Debo Samuel is still doing the same amazing things that he does. But then they've added Christian McCaffrey. You have that in the mix. Elijah Mitchell will be back and healthy. There's that George Kittle guy. I don't know if you guys remember. Really, really good tight end, too. But I also incorporate this offense with it being guys like Kyle Shanahan and the mind that's behind it. I mean, it is, he is somebody that has taken he's taken chicken S and made chicken salad out of it with quarterbacks on, for this team. And it, Trey Lance will most likely never work out. But True. if this comes down to all the quarterbacks that Kyle Shanahan has cycled through, and he ends up with Mr. Irrelevant being his future at quarterback, and that's how this works out, then that guy also has a four-leaf clover shoved up his butt. Because to get that kind of luck, it is impossible to find one. To miss on one quarterback like Garoppolo, which, look, Garoppolo got them to a Super Bowl and an NFC title game, but we know that it wasn't because of him. He didn't throw a touchdown pass until that NFC title game anyway the last time that they were there. But then you trade up and you draft Trey Lance, and then he looks completely unprepared. And then it comes to Brock Purdy, and you're like, this is the this is the guy where that it's it's look, it's Kyle Shanahan and his offense and that brilliance, but also some damn luck in the process too. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be really fun to see how that whole thing goes down because Brock Purdy electrified us, right? We didn't expect a damn thing out of him. And until he ends up going down in the playoffs, you're mm-hmm. thinking maybe they could have a miracle run. So yeah, I think the the Niners are very clearly one of the top teams in terms of like potent offenses if they have a serviceable quarterback. And it looks like Brock Purdy, when healthy, is quite quite serviceable. In terms of teams that I'm really excited about, offenses I'm very excited about, this one's going to come as a shock if you know me. Uh, number one most excited offense is the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, yes, sir. You add A.J. Brown, who we already know is big time. A big-time target in the red zone, has yak for days, a big body, can like just shed defenders like they're water. Just mush them. Just, just mush, mush them into the ground. Great will to win, scary on one side of the field. You still have Devontae Smith, who a lot of people thought wasn't going to be very good in the NFL level, and he has turned— he weighs as much as Victor Wembanyama. Yeah, he's skinny <laughs> as all get out. God. But I tell, I tell you what, he had an extremely productive la- last year. I think he only gets better. And then, okay, so you had Miles Sanders, and you're like, well, they're obviously not keeping Miles Sanders, so what do we do next? 
what direction do they go? Can they find a running back in the sea of no running backs? And they get DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny. Could it get any better for those damn Eagles fans? Like, you upgrade the running back position and you still got Ken Gainwell in the mix. And true, yeah. probably, we'll say, because he doesn't do it anymore because Patrick Mahomes isn't like a running quarterback anymore. We'll call him the best running quarterback in the league right now in Jalen Hurts. Well, what about Lamar? Do you take him over Lamar Jackson? I haven't seen Lamar for a full 17 games in a while. but that, When he's healthy, though. That leads me to my next most exciting team. Great transition, Ashu. That is the Baltimore Ravens. All right. The Greg Can't Roman era is over now. It's over. It's over now. I'm so happy for PJ yeah, and all me of my too. Ravens friends. You're no longer going to just screw the pooch and throw out random plays that don't make any damn sense. You have... Uh, really adding pieces to this team that they needed, right? You get Zay Flowers in there. You have yeah. OBJ, a big contract to show Lamar. Hey, now you're getting excited about him. But we haven't seen him play in a year. We haven't, either, but we know so. what he's capable of. This no, is true. We, we've got J.K. Dobbins, who coming off of his ACL injury was very productive last year when he was allowed to run the ball. And Mark Andrews, if Mark Andrews has a little protection, has a little bit additional support for as a pass catcher, I think that could be really good. And if Lamar Jackson's very healthy, this team could this team could really make a run. And then thirdly, I'm very excited about the Chargers. I like Quentin Johnston a lot. He's going to stretch the field. You add him to Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler stays around. You still got Keenan Allen. You still got Mike Williams. And of course, you've got Justin Herbert with the man, the myth, the legend, Kellen Moore, running plays Your like guy. it's Madden. Running plays like it's Madden. He's going to stretch the field now. So I am very excited to see the Chargers as well. Those are my three top offenses that I am really excited and to And Justin watch. Herbert playing for if he doesn't sign one now a new contract big contract year That's for a, him contract years yeah there's always i don't care how good somebody is when you're in a contract year see, there's always a little extra motivation yep it always sticks around there the chargers are going to be and look now we're at the point with the chargers too where it's no and I, I would argue that now it has to be the ravens in that sense you got two teams there that have one quarterback about to be locked up herbert's going to get paid it's not going to be a question so we're not worried about it and then the Ravens now locking up their quarterback in Lamar Jackson. So now it's no longer about like the future at the position. It's about actually winning playoff games. Totally. And the Chargers have kind of I don't want to say yet that the Chargers have underachieved because the AFC is stacked. Yeah. The Ravens are a team that's had setbacks the last couple of years with massive amounts of injuries. Both these teams healthy, they're expected to win maybe multiple playoff games. But then you go, "Oh wait, it's the AFC." And there's like 10 great quarterbacks in the AFC. Facts. So there's a good chance that they are they lose in the wild card round and still have 11, 12 wins on the year. That would be disappointing for our guy, Ryan Horvath. Uh, it, it would, but it's... This is it's almost like I wish the NFL would realign. Like, I'm serious. There's, there's too many good teams in the AFC where we're going to see great quarterbacks, young teams, whatever the case is, get knocked out early or have seasons that just aren't going to live up to what the expectations could be if they were in the NFC.